Hello, friends. Welcome to Moneyball Minute. This is Kirk Henderson, Editor-in-Chief of MavsMoneyball.com. You are joining me on Tuesday, March 7th. The Dallas Mavericks have a game tonight, home game, against the Utah Jazz. But we'll circle back to that a little on later in the show. Uh, I wanted to draw your attention to some posts that I liked around the uh, around the internet with uh, you know a day after the the Phoenix Suns game. That was a really fun game. I think folks are you know understandably disappointed that the Mavericks didn't pull it out. They've had some really kind of rough goes of things over over the last several weeks uh, with with these close losses. But it was really um, it was really fun. Uh, and and you know there's something to be said about fun basketball. I think and I think sometimes we have a tendency to sort of take that uh, a little bit for granted. All right, uh, the first story I want to point you to is Josh Bowe's post on uh, MavsMoneyBall.com. I woke up this morning. Uh, to, or I'm sorry, I woke up yesterday morning to him sharing uh, overnight, he writes, Josh loves to write late at night, this really good story about why he thinks now that the Mavericks have a clearer path to true contention than they've had in a really long time. Now the answer really, as to why he feels this way centers around Luka Doncic. I'll just read you a, a quick segment. Stars win in the NBA. Talent more specifically wins. Underdogs are fun, but they rarely do more in the NBA than maybe steal a first-round series. Top four seeds are the only teams that win titles, and to get a top four team, you need talent. You need more than one all-star. The Mavericks finally have that. Even in the loss on Sunday, seeing Doncic and Irving answer Durant and Booker bucket for bucket, point for point, was breathtaking. It's a good post. Josh is a great writer. Delighted that I work with him. I'll tell you that much because, you know, you lose some of these close games and I think it's really easy to kind of get down on the Mavericks for where they are. I mean, they're only one game above 500. It's pretty frustrating, but that's sort of the way of things. Uh, we learned after the game and, and, you know, around the time Josh and I were recording the podcast following the game and the live show, Luka Doncic has apparently been bothered by a left thigh issue, which was why he was getting treatment early before the game, why he was kind of tentative and frankly not very effective in the first half against the Suns and it's something to sort of watch as the Mavericks try to push forward Uh, it's also worth noting that Doncic is one technical foul away from uh, I want to say a suspension so (laughs) I'm almost wondering if uh, if we see like a strategically placed uh, a technical foul at some point I'm I'm just I'm, I'm very curious about that anyway Doyle Raider covered Covered the the post game yesterday uh, against the Suns, and that was really a, a key, uh, you know, takeaway following the loss. And I think it's worth worth your time to read that story. The next story is from my friend Mike Sanders over at two one four thewin dot com. He wrote a story for uh, Josh Mazer's site. Uh, it's it's a good one. It's called "The Mavericks Are Chaos," and he goes through just some of the Really maddening losses the Mavericks have had this year. And, you know, when you think about the the final stretch of of games, these losses that he covers is... uh, We're going to be thinking about a lot of these. Our guy, Brian Zillum at Mavs Moneyball, has a running list that's much longer than Mike's of, like, the 15 games he thinks that the Mavericks let get away. And I think there's an argument for it, to be quite honest with you. 
Anyway, go check out that really good post. Uh, then my buddy Grant Afseth over at DallasBasketball.com. They obviously do a lot of stories. Uh, they did a post. He did a post about three big takeaways with, you know, kind of the the entirety of Monday to sit on and let process, you know, the, instead of just instant reactions to the game. Grant is a good analyst, and I enjoyed reading his story here, and I think you should give it a click and, you know, go go into it. Obviously, one of the key takeaways is the fact that the Mavericks don't play any defense whatsoever. Um, the, the, the second last thing that I would like to draw your attention to is my friends SJ and Dwight, who record the 21 Going on 77 podcast, did a it's a little over an hour show that I enjoyed. They cover a lot of different topics. They like to argue uh, and debate, and it's really great content. If if you like smart fans talking basketball, which is not necessarily what I do, <laughs> you should really give SJ and Dwight a listen. Uh, there's some talk about Christian Wood. There's a, some talk about building a championship team around Luka and Kyrie. There's a best closing five lineup discussion, and then just some you know light whinging on on Jason Kidd's show or uh, uh, lineups and and what it does to all of us as we're watching the game. All right, the second or the very last thing I want to share with you is Mavs.com's Bobby Corrala, do-everything media guy, posted a tweet thread yesterday that I I just, I really liked it. I'm going to share it in the notes, obviously, like all this stuff, so you should go read it. But he basically gave away just kind of an incredible amount of data. It's stuff we all knew, but seeing it in one place is really something. He talks about how the Mavs are 2-6 and six in their last eight. Five of the six losses were decided in the last 10 seconds or in OT. In that time frame, the Mavericks have the third best offense in the league and the 30th ranked defense. He goes on to say, Dallas is 3-21 and 21 this season when allowing 119 points per 100 possessions in a game. The Spurs rank 30th this season at 119.6. The Mavericks are 30-11 in all other games. He goes on to note that the Mavericks don't have to be a top 10 defense. A top 29 caliber defense would have won all of the games the Mavericks lost. He's saying they the Mavericks have lost 21 games because their defense has been that abysmal. I'm mean, again. The the Bobby is just such a smart guy. I I think that uh, particularly with um you know his role with the Mavericks, he doesn't get to write as much as I think that that he would like to. And but he does do you know these great live uh, shows that they do on on Mavs.com. Anyway, I just Bobby's Bobby's the homie. Really like Bobby. Um, go give this a click. So that's kind of the the biggest gist of of what I've got you know going this morning. That's that's you know five or six. Uh, links that I think are worth your time. Really recommend going and giving all those a click. Before we head out here, just some brief kind of look ahead at the schedule. The Mavericks play four more ESPN games and four more nationally or uh, NBA TV games, which is pretty interesting. They have a very road heavy schedule as Josh and I mentioned. The Mavericks are really not that good on the road. It's a little bit concerning. Now, when you have like roadies against New Orleans and against Memphis, those are going to be, and those are right around the corner because they play Utah tomorrow, then they go Wednesday, then they go Saturday. So it's just really something to kind of keep an eye on with, with these road games because if they're, they play a five game road stretch to, to nearly close out the season, uh, five of their last eight are on the road. So they go Charlotte, Indiana, Philadelphia, Miami, Atlanta. 
that is a lot tougher than you might think because the the Sunday game against Charlotte is one the Mavericks should win because the, the, the Charlotte Hornets have no particularly uh, interest in winning. But these noon games have just really bit the Mavericks this year. Well, I hope you join uh, join us on Mavs Moneyball later tonight for the Utah game. That's a normal time of 7.30 p.m. We'll have our normal slate of things after the show. Uh, it's pretty important that the Mavericks get this win because then they have to get on a flight and head to New Orleans and play roughly 20 hours later in the early ESPN game. So I'm really hopeful that the Mavericks take care of business and we can just move on with our day. Head over to Mavs Moneyball. We'll have a normal array of posts. Uh, we have another one from our friend Meta Robinson, wonderfully wonderful writer. We have you know the betting posts, the preview. There's there's always stuff at MavsMoneyball.com for you to read. Thank you for hanging out, and I hope you join us on the live show after later tonight on Spotify Live. This has been Kirk Henderson, and I will talk with you later tonight.